Virginia Mac, the Prince of Pimp Hop, baby, rocking with no lasagna. <clears throat> From the West Bank, Marrero, Lancashire, Payne Drive, you know what I mean? From the front store. Hey, but then we got a special guest. <laughs> they were live on camera right now. We got China Black. Hey, but China said we gave you that name. Quan, I get, I get. Man, I reached back like a pimp, slapped the hoe. Nigga. <laughs> hey, going live in the interview. <laughs> Nigga, hey, I love you, boy. Hey, you know how much I be looking for you riding through Marrero, bruh? Who? You? Yeah, nigga, I, I ride through Marrero once a week looking for you. You ain't gonna find him. I go by my sister. Man, I don't know where you say, I don't even know nobody. You know I be with Ren now, up in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, big Ren, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna have to give you my number. You gotta call me, bruh. Hey, I gotta come fuck with you, bruh. Man, you could have came and took that ride with me to number, LA. Give him my number, give him, give him my number uh, Darren. All right. I gave that nigga that name China Black. <laughs> I gave that nigga that name China Black. Hey, um. <laughs> man, the new guy got it because I was saying. Uh, yeah. I was like, China Black, <laughs> nigga. I'm going to cut yeah. this over. All right, do that, man. All right. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to leave all this interview, man. Talk about Marrero, man. They got two legends. Oh, Junior man. Mac and China Black. Man, China Black. Boy, I remember when Quan used to be up under me in Ridgefield, nigga, when I was hustling, nigga. When I was out there, Quan, Quan was one of the few pre people back then who kind of took me serious. Can't lie, because, you know, when I'm out there selling rice, fuck, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, everybody, we all here doing the same thing. I'm about to tell you, you know, it's a Friday night, nigga, I'm about to go out. I'm saying Ice Mike about to come pick me up in a limo, nigga. I'm about to open up for Ice Mike right quick. And niggas looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm trying to get a nigga my racks, man. I say, bro, huh, you can hold that. Man, you sell them bitches, man. You sell them bitches, nigga. Fuck it. Give me, you, nigga, take 40 off of every 100, nigga. Fuck that, you know. Quine used to be like, damn, man. But limo pull up. Niggas like, oh, wow, man. We're lying, man, nigga. I'm hopping in a... Hopping in a limo and a wife beating dickies and shit, nigga. It's straight from the set. Hey, man, fresh from hustling, now. Huh? Man. Ain't nobody too oh, serious sweet. rapping up. Man, nobody. If you rapping on the block, but if as soon as the limo pull up, oh, oh, it's real. But niggas don't ride limos no more, but that was back, you know. I about you know, back in the day. Yeah. If a limo was Limo big, was something. Yeah, and, like, if you knew somebody riding a limo, yeah, if you knew somebody you was doing something. Shit. Fuck yeah. MC Thick used to ride a limo all, all day. I used, to, I used to see MC Thick ride through Marrero in a limo all day. I was like, Speaking God. of Marrero history, like, come on, let's bring it back. Like, how did you meet on the MC Thick? Oh, shit, man. Damn, you know what? That is an interesting thought. I never, um, me and, me and Thick became enemies. <laughs> like, real, like, uh, it's kind of crazy because we, and Tim, and Tim ended it, but, um, yeah, I think I met Stu. How did I meet Stu? It was through a battle. Bum battle. I just, you know what? My first time meeting Stu, bust down, came, got, came to my house, him and Lindy knocked on my door, told me, hey, don't bum call yourself hardcore heavyweight. And I was like, yeah. And it was like, um, nigga, Stu called himself hardcore heavyweight. 
and that's MC Thick real name, Stu, you know? And it was like, and I was like, oh, that's fucked up. So Bum lived right up the street. That's my homeboy. We rap together. Boom, walk up the street, tell Bum. Already know Bum, 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 Bum a battle cat. He just, he ready for a battle. He wet, he, you know, he like pop. He had a pop mentality. What, nigga, took my name, man? Let's go. Boom, boom, boom. So we walked to KDL by Stu House. Uh, Tiff and Tremise and them all out there. You know, Bust Down was like, man, look. Hey, his hood out here. We're we going to do it in front of his hood. So if, if whoever lose, if you beat him in front of his hood, that's even more. Because his hood, you know, it got to be undeniable. Well, Bum beat Stu in front of the hood. And that's how I first met him. But Stu was a motherfucker. Stu was dope as shit, man. Yeah, I, I got to give him see thick his props, man. He he was a motherfucker. He had, he had a, a charisma and all kind of shit. I, I, you know what I mean? He had a, a, a great cadence, a, um, great showmanship. You know what I mean? The nigga could perform and shit. You know, um... He had a fucking one song nigga that rocked for like three years. You know, that shit's hard, man. You know, I, hey, you, when you got everybody singing Mororo and niggas ain't from Mororo. He had the world singing. He had the world singing Mororo. He didn't right? have just like Louisiana. He had the world. Dude, I saw on fucking YouTube some ho some dude who went to school with uh, 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 Biggie Smalls was talking about how Biggie Smalls got his style from MC Thick. Possibly. And, oh, I believe it's possible because it was on the same label at the time. It was label mates, you know what I mean? Which I thought was an interesting, dope thing. You know, him and uh, Lil' Kim, you know? Back then, that was what, Big, Big, something records, Big, it wasn't you. It was Big, uh, I don't want to lie, I don't want to say Big Time. It was Big something records, but it was under Atlantic Records. You know, yeah, man, it, it, that's dope. Morero has has its influence. You know what I mean? Yeah, cause I was just about to get more on about you know Morero. Like you know, you just said some you know some real, I mean, some real names from Morero, like some real legendary names. Oh yeah, MC Thick and, and Buzz Down. Buzz Down. I didn't know Buzz Down was from Morero until man. that show. Dude, <laughs> Buzz Down is the mascot of Morero. He's Mr. Lancashire, dog. Like. Hey, out of anybody who ever rapped from the West Bank, to me, who embodies the hood or embodied the city, it was Bust Down. Bust Down embodied Lancashire, Bust Down embodied Mororo, and niggas started doing certain shit in Bust Down name, kind of crazy, like. And like Bust Down made it all the way to Miami, signing to Uncle Luke. <laughs> During, every, during like Freak Neck time. Man, dude, imagine, nigga, I was a little dude and watching and, Bust Down. And did you ever go to Freak Neck? Yeah, I went to Freaknik one time. Because, you know, everybody, if it's everybody doing Freaknik now, you know, if, if Atlanta trying to bring it back to 21 Savage and everything. Man, but, I don't know if they can bring the it back. But the real Freaknik, I want to explain about the real Freaknik. Man, you. the real Freaknik, dude, sick, man. Hey, you know what it's like? It, it, girls going wild, but black girl style. And, but it never seemed like girls. It just seemed, I, it was very organic. So it didn't seem like something... You know, girls doing something out of out of their nature. You know what I mean? They're just organic. You know, people drinking, smoking, partying, good timing, music playing loud. You know, and girls popping their ass in the air. Some girls pulling their pants down. Girls pulling thongs to the side and shit and popping. You know, hey, you know, it, fuck, can't get it get no better than that, man. Shit, you can't have no times like that right now. You know, somebody going to jail. <laughs> shit. Well, I want to know this question from someone who hasn't went to freaking. Do you think people's actually using condoms? 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, so you mean they got kids? Oh, you got some kids. Oh, yeah. Who don't know who their daddy is? You damn right. You got a lot of niggas took care of some kids. And they know their fake daddy. Yeah, they ain't their daddy. (laughs) That nigga never looked like you. You yeah. never look like him. He never look like you, but you, you take it. You wonder why, like, hey, hey, hey. like I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, man, like, look. and they were about to bring like a freak neck, like documentary back, and some older judges yeah. and lawyers, like, oh no, oh yeah, but, oh no, don't, but, don't, don't, don't expose me. Look, 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 don't, don't get mad, man. You thought you. But imagine you seeing your grandma, like, you know, like everybody advanced yeah. a little faster. Like, so, so like these, like these kids, that's their grandmas. Like, imagine your grandma bust open on the side of the car without drawing shit. Well, it sounds like this. For the next generation, it's going to be worse. Because, you know, you it's got real the cameras. Yeah, you got the technology. Cameras. You got the internet. Your mom was out here. She had a BBL and the titties done and everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your mom like, got everything. Everything done. Now she's 85. And she got, and she still got. And she got that big booty with it. She still got that big ass. And, and with, all them, with, with, with all them titties. <laughs> and all them tattoos. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it's going to be an interesting thing for the next generation. You know what I mean? Because, you know, our generation, when, you, when your grandmama and them was fine, niggas was really looking. Niggas was like, oh, shit. If your mom was fine, you didn't want to come to school. Hey, you didn't want to come. Man, nigga, no. Nigga, your mom fine, boy. If they blowing whistles, making all kind of noise at your mama. Nigga, now your mama got a BBL, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> your mama had Your mama BBL. fine for real. Yeah, your mama got it. but she fine. She, hey, she wouldn't pay for it, nigga, and she cold-blooded. She out here. And she came to school knowing we were going to make these noises. <laughs> I'm telling you, nigga. Yeah, That's, pimp. Yeah. So, do you have any brand new on the music coming up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right now, um, man, I'm working on a lot of shit. I got the um, the Prince of Pimp Pop, the album. It's almost completed. Um, got a lot of dope-ass songs on it. I got, a, um, I got a song that I'm featuring my brother Tim Smooth on it that uh, it, it's a super dope song. Hey, long live Tim Smooth. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember... Like probably a few months before Tim Smooth actually passed, he came sit and and he came sit on like the studio with mm. it with me and China Black. Oh, all right. Talk to him like I wasn't doing this. Yeah. I was like I always was like, dang. Yeah, but I could have had some, you know. It was a real classical interview. Yeah, Tim dope as hell, bro. He the um one of the last real super dope artists. Like man, I I I meet thousands of artists, man. I meet all kind of people, man. They could rap me. You know, and skilled and, and gifted. And, and like, shit. people don't mention, like, Tim Smooth didn't just come from the West Bank. He came mm-hmm. way from Kid He yeah. came from the end of the West Bank. He came, and, and, and another dude who embodied the West Bank. It just a, uh, I, I give it, like, bust down Tim Smooth, MC Thick. But, like, that's why I always tell people, I give Chuck from Big Boy mm-hmm. the most high recognition for, like, being one, you know, label CEO. Oh, yeah. Because he had... He didn't have, like if he wasn't biased. Big boy, yeah, big boy. He had artists signed from everywhere. Look, big boy records was serious, dog. Hey, man, hey, they gave um Cash Money um problems. Cash Money was was dope and it was the shit. Take nothing from him because I always. Hey, but they would have gave 
Master P probably you know if he was actually here. Yeah, more like, Master if he P started here, here. Let's say if he started here instead of Cali. Yeah, like see, he would have had problems with Big Boy. See, and that's you know I kind of tell people that too. Like Master P never, I, I he never. He kind of blew. He, he, blew, blew, up, out, New Orleans. he blew up outside of New Orleans. We embraced him because he's from New Orleans. Right. You dig what I'm saying? But we never saw you hustle here. Yeah, you know money I mean? hustled here. Yeah, I, I saw everybody, man. But before, they had to, but they had to like, go against, you know, take full big boy. Yeah. And like, like well, go. you see the evolution of everybody else. Like I said, man, I, I saw before the hot boys, I saw uh, uh, Lil Slim bouncing up Eagle and all this and that. You, they had PMW. They had uh, Miss T. You know what I mean? You, you saw the evolution of Cash Money before they became Cash Money. Cash you, Money was always... the evolution of, of, of like bounce music as well. Yeah. Because bounce music started out gangster. That was gangster rap. Speaking like. on bounce music, do, do you think bounce music is actually hip hop? Yeah, it, well, look, it's like you know what? It is hip hop, so I want to. You know what? I, I say it like this here. Uh, coming from a nigga from the West Bank who always advocated against bounce because I always looked at bounce as easy cheating way of doing music, but that's coming from my point of view. Back then, of out my who I idolize niggas like Pac and shit. You know what I mean. So I'm looking at bounce as as an easier method of music. But at the same time, yeah, it's hip hop because it's New Orleans. Vert, it's a form of music that New Orleans created. Um, they're still rapping. Yeah, they're still rapping. You know what I mean? Well, it, it evolved to what it is. And the now, reason why I start taking it more yeah. serious as as hip hop now because there's so many artists now in the world, yeah, world yeah. using our they're bounce, using the shit. our bounce pattern the and they rapping on yeah. it. So I'm like, this got to be a form of hip hop. Well, say it like this: here. Uh, California, New York. Uh, even though they were the meccas for hip hop at certain given times. You know, because West Coast, you had the West Coast music was super dope. I am a big West Coast music fan, and I'm also a East Coast music fan. But the they had the West Coast had the beats, the music. The East Coast, the West, the East Coast had lyrics. Now here we got the hooks and shit, man. You know what I mean? And people going, oh, you know, in the South they always. They always gonna steal from the South when it comes to the hooks. That's what I was coming next for you because I was like, here comes the controversial stuff. Yeah. I'm ready to get into. Yeah. Since you being under Bust Down, yeah, you know, but I yeah. interviewed Bust Down, yeah. and like you know, MC Spud spoke on this as well. Like, so I want you to be keep it raw and uncut. <laughs> Do you feel like Luke Campbell, Campbell, Uncle Luke from Miami, yeah, signed Bust Down just to take his, it would take his, you know, take his style and his music? Uh. Yeah and no. I think this. I think when he heard Nasty Bitch, um, Nasty Bitch was such a dope-ass song, uh, such a hard, hard, dope song that the only person that could put Bust Down out at that time mate, with, that, with that is either Bust Down being independent or Luke um, because, you know, Luke. It was a style of music. That, that, it was super edgy. You know, he cussing hoes out, and, you know, and talking about fucking and sucking dicks and all this and that. Um, and at that moment, you didn't have a lot of that music like that. Bust Down was, you know, one of the few doing it, you know. And Luke was doing it, too. His music was in it. It was in his music and Too Short. 
but they was only them. You know what I mean? You didn't have, like I said, it wasn't like iced tea and this and that. Nah, you had bust down, you had Luke in them. So, in one hand, I could say, you know what? Luke was a good out for bust down the sign because I thought that was dope at first when bust down first time with Luke. I, I ain't gonna lie, I was awestruck. I thought that was fucking awesome as shit. I thought, you know, a nigga I know came back to the hood with a fucking Luke Skywalker jacket on, you know, the little two live crew yeah. with that metal plate on the back, you know what I mean? I thought that was dope, but then, yes, because he took that, uh, he did that, what, that pop that coochie, hey, pop that coochie, you know that's pop that thing, man. Yeah. He took that from pop that thing because bust down pop that thing. And, you know, ain't nobody popping no pussy in, Cal in in Miami. You know, in Miami, they wasn't popping no pussy down back then. It, it wasn't, this. they were just gyrating their booties. They wasn't popping. Down here, we popping. The girls popping their ass and shit. It's a different style of dance. Boom. But, yeah, and he fucked over bust down. I, I thought and, that was fucked up. And the reason why I say that, because, like, you hear Luke name when you think of the, that type of music, mm -hmm. too short and everything, but, yeah. you, but, you, but like no one gets bust down credit. Oh, bust down, dude, let me tell you something. Bust down probably one of the dopest writers, creators I ever seen as a dude, as a, as a, uh, as a rap artist because of the... Man, I watched Bust Down put together a nasty bitch beat before it was nasty bitch. All right, because he was dubbing Freaky Tales in his room. And I used to go over to buy his house. You know, I'm a little nigga. I used to go by his house. I just watch, you know what I mean? I ain't like I, you know, I'm up in there talking and shit. I just, you know, I hustle because it's bust down and it's Nolan. Nolan used to beatbox for him. So Nolan beatboxing and shit for him and shit. And um, bust down dubbing Freaky Tales, the end of Freaky Tales, making an instrumental out of Freaky Tales and writing Hot Twat Bridget, which became Nasty Bitch. And at the same time, I'm looking at it like, um, Bust down into scratching shit, man. Yeah, but um, he he could scratch and shit, and he knew bust down knew certain shit about music. He he, he knew how to do hooks good. He knew how to rap in front of certain artists. He knew how to rap in front of cer certain crowds. You know what I mean? Certain crowds you can't spit lyrics in front of. Certain crowds, you know, they want to hear a lighter style of rhyme. He knew what he was doing. He, like, instead of shooting over your head, he'll come simpler. And, and he told me a story that like. And but at one of the I'm like gong shows, he was supposed to sing I'm like Christmas jingles, and when he sang the Christmas jingle, it, it, I mean he went right behind and said nasty bitch. Oh right, <laughs> yeah, which I believe that nigga. Look, <laughs> I, I watched that nigga go do the gong shows on the weekend, dog man. This dude, he used to write down on on a piece of paper at school every day, a list of all the gong shows he going to hit. You know, and me, I didn't know what the fuck he was doing, so I asked him, I said, man, what, what that is? He was like, this is the list of the gong shows I'm going to hit this weekend. And I was like, nigga, I'm going to come back about $2,500. I'm like, God damn. I'm like, you going to make it like that? Dude was like, watch. Man, bust down, will come back to school the next Monday with one of them drawstring polo shirts. Man, them drawstring polo shirts back then was like 250 That fresh pair of ballets. <clears throat> and he just stung them. Man, man. One of the only niggas. Oh, really hustling. He was one of the only niggas I saw do it. You know what I mean? He, I saw a nigga make money off his skill and really make money. You know what I mean? And consistently do certain things. Bust down the coldest nigga I ever saw. Then, then, then I saw Tim. And Tim is the him and Tim. I always tell people the um, the difference is almost like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning uh, in their prime. Is how you want to look at it. Um, Tim 
is more lyrical. But I don't know if Tim is more lyrical. They just both. There's at times where Bust Down is just as lyrical as Tim. They could be both very fucking lyrical. It's just that Tim would never dumb down a rhyme. He he say fuck it, nigga. If you don't catch it, nigga, that's on you. You know what I mean? I ain't, you know I ain't dumbing down and no rhyme. Speaking of those names, like you know, back in the day as well. Do you like you know? They always kind of humbly speak on it, but do you think like the entire city of New Orleans really? I'm like respected. I mean, how the West Bank came? Fuck no. They didn't. They didn't respect it. Look, the West Bank fought for it. The West Bank. We was the only niggas really rapping back then. Like um, during that era, that time frame, niggas on the East Bank wasn't rapping. They was bouncing. They, they dopest rappers was Gregory D, Sporty T, Devious. Uh, and take nothing from these dudes that I'm naming because I'm I am a fan of them too. You know what I mean? And they are the godfathers of music here in the in the city. So I don't want to sound like I'm slighting them, but I'm from the West Bank, so I'm gonna tell you how our mentality was and how we looked at it. You had those was their best rappers. Then you had the um, Lil Slims and shit like that. Which Lil Slim and it was dope. I'm a fan of Lil Slim, but he a bounce rapper. You ain't a rap rapper. You get on stage with Buzz Down and Tim, they gonna bust your ass, son. You know, and that's anybody else. That's everybody else. I can say it's, that's everybody in the city. I watch Buzz Down and Tim. They like Red Man met the man together. They gonna bust your fucking ass. You don't want them together up there rapping because both of them they they freestyling like they wrote these raps and they didn't and they doing it like it's a routine like they practice but they didn't. They just busting your ass repeatedly and I watch them do it. So I'm like, I was never I never thought of the East Bank as great artists or. I never thought that they could fuck with the West Bank when it came to rap. And, I just and we talking about, I'm like in the 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I bought, yeah. you know, people going to go to this room. Yeah, they're going to look at this and say, we got Lil Wayne, Mystical. Yeah, and take nothing from them. That was before them. Right. It was before the Lil Wayne's. It was before Fiend and Mystical and them. You know what I mean? This is the era before that. You know what I mean? And like, You're I, speaking in the early 90s. Yeah, like, early 90s. Ain't no rapper from the East Bank could touch nobody. Tim Smooth. No, there was nobody, there was nobody on the West Bank or the East Bank touching them. They're the dopest shit I ever seen, ever. The, the only thing I could compare to watching Buzz Down and Tim rap together is Red Man and Method Man. Because it's a certain synergy they had. Because they'll be laughing. A nigga and bust down to be rapping, nigga, and, and laughing. And he'll push, Tim will push him out the way and jump in the rhyme, nigga, like it was, like it was planned. Like it was practice. No, it wasn't practice. They just could feel it. And they and they on the same level and they hitting you, you know. They battled me and my boy Bump. Man, I told me anyway. Why we ain't even rap, nigga? And look, they, they really was coming after Bump. Bum was better than me. I wasn't as good back then. You know what I mean? We was kids, you know? And uh, nigga Carter said, <laughs> it's like a fight, bro. Nigga Carter said, the dollar show. We coming out the dollar show. And Buzz, Buzz Down and Tim is standing outside the dollar show. Like, man, what's happening? Nigga heard y'all rapping, nigga. Y'all be rapping? Nigga, shut the fuck up. And then Buzz Down start rapping and Tim, and they Bum could go, though. Bum is, is ferocious. But Bum couldn't even get... He didn't even say nothing edgewise because these niggas are so fucking entertaining. You just watching them go and you fucking saying. And they built the crowd around them. Man, they, you part of the crowd too, nigga. <laughs> you, 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 yeah, you just jump. I mean, you become it. a fan and why they rapping? They dissing you, nigga. And you say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nigga. You know what I mean? But like I say, um, 
you, you know, and take nothing from Sporty T and Gregory D or, or Devious D or, or, or even Mac. Mac was out back then. You know what I mean? You had certain niggas doing and that. I still thing. like, I actually like Mac most of, like more yeah. than, more than like majority of this. Of New Orleans. Oh, yeah, man. I always did. I was always a big like, fan. He was saying stuff. Matt was like, like I would not. He said stuff on the two albums that actually lasted, like, outlasted him in jail. Like, Dude, he man, still was rapping stuff that was current. When uh, me and Tim went by Kane and Abel, because we was working on Kane and Abel album, Kane and Abel lived next door to Mac. And that's when I really, really, really felt for Mac, because he had just went to jail and shit. And his mom and dad moved in this house, man. And, uh, and I used to watch his dad. Dad used to come stand in the yard, man, smoke a cigarette, you know, stressing behind the sun, man. You know what I mean? And, like, I come outside, smoke a blunt. I was, you know, come outside, can't enable didn't smoke in the house, so I roll my weed up, come outside, smoke. And, you know, I see Mag Pops standing in the yard smoking a, a, a cigarette, man, you know, stressing. You know, and and it made me that much. <laughs> it's crazy because both of our name Mac, my name Junior Mac, and it, it's almost offensive. The, the, you know, to say our names together. You right. know what I mean? But uh, it, it made me a fan of him even more so because I was like, I knew he didn't do, I knew he didn't kill the dude that he went to jail for. I knew the situation and how the shit happened and what happened. And I'm like, damn, this dude um, got caught up on some fuckery, some fuck shit. But yeah, man, but um, until them niggas came along, you know, um, Shit, man, I give Tim his props all the way until he died. He never really fell off. You know, he's almost like, I don't know if you, you ever paid attention to Spice One. Spice, we kind of canceled Spice One in the 90s. Like, uh, after that uh, 187 album. And he said, he had a song where he said, Everybody's dying on my next fucking album. Well, we ain't buy it. <laughs> but nigga ain't buy it because we already kind of looked at him as a studio gangster. He and look, he might not have been. Spice One is a cold, super dope ass rapper, but we just felt like you know, uh, nah, that nigga, he might be a studio gangster. But the next album was still dope. Every every album he dropped to this day, Spice One is still dope, and that's how I looked at Tim. Tim was still dope all the way to the day he died, nigga. He cold ass nigga. Cold. So like speaking on all these on like great MCs and everything like that, how do you feel about the rappers in on like today's hip hop? All right, you got some that's super cold, and then you got some that I just feel like y'all niggas is sloppy, or I ain't gonna say sloppy. I'll say they don't um, don't care. It's the microwave age of, of how it's it's quality quantity over quality. You know, you're cranking out so many songs and trying to do so much songs at at a time. You know, niggas record the album in a week and, and shit like that type shit, trying to do some shit, and you're not really. Uh, some of y'all ain't ready to do an album in a week type niggas. Some of y'all niggas ain't ready to record a song in a night and put that bitch out the next day type niggas. Y'all ain't that type nigga. And y'all doing these songs, and these bitches ain't got no fucking meat to them. Um, but then you got certain niggas, you know. Um, I'm a Kendrick Lamar fan and shit, you know what I mean? And uh, you got some, I'm a big Crit fan, you know. You got some niggas that's, you know, chopping right now, you know. Um, fuck, you got some girls chopping right now. You know, I ain't gonna lie. I was like, God damn, y'all niggas letting these hoes fucking run the fucking strip club, nigga. The niggas gotta do some fucking song for the strip club, nigga. The, the hoes run the strip club. God damn, really, the hoes running the radio. The hoes running the game. Facts. 
For real, for real. I ain't lying. The whole selling pussy and everything. Niggas can't even sell them pussy. The whole selling <laughs> pussy for them. The whole selling is they fuck that nigga. You know, yeah. Hey, niggas used to put girls on the on the album cover. The bitches put themselves on the album cover. You know what I mean? Yeah, like sometimes <laughs> the niggas been doing. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The old pimping them. Hey. <laughs> The whole pimping the game is changed and it's reversed, huh? Dog, the game to change, bro. Look, and, and hey, I look at myself. I'm Luke Skywalker, bro. I just want to bring balance to the force, dog. Uh, you know, I, you know, I'm just the Beyonce of rap for niggas, bro. You know what I so, mean? So, being in this, in around this music industry for over twenty plus years, yes. What do you enjoy most about it, and like, what do you hate about it? Shit, man. A lot of things I enjoy. Um, I enjoy the um, I, I enjoy the process. I enjoy writing rhymes. I enjoy recording songs. I enjoy picking beats. I enjoy help producing beats. I, I help enjoy, I enjoy the whole process of it. I enjoy the studio. I enjoy taking pictures and doing the photography and doing the videos and all that shit. Um, I enjoy going on the road. I enjoy promoting. <laughs> I enjoy the whole bit, man. I ain't gonna lie. Um, it's an awesome game to me, you know what I mean? And if I can make a couple of dollars just doing it, it's a great-ass thing, bro. Um, I guess the things that I hate about it is you got a lot of uh, you got a lot of scammers. One thing about the rap game is it got a lot of scammers in it right now, man. The rap game got more scammers than anything, bro. It's, it's a trip. All the motherfuckers that will, will see a youngster coming trying to figure out his way in the game and or how to market his music and take your money. You know, or you know, sell your dream and shit. You know what I mean. So you gotta watch for that. You got a lot of um, the game right now doesn't have as many gatekeepers as it used to have. You know what I mean. But then you still got motherfuckers who trying to charge niggas to rap in shows. And I'm like, how you fuck you gonna charge the nigga to rap in a motherfucking show? Man, you go to get paid in the show. You don't go pay a nigga to rap. You know what I mean? To me, that's that shit is stupid. I. I never well, you did. know, I'm, I'm gonna speak on me being like on both ends and business, like you know, rappers want to, and like rappers want to, like you know, like, but I get it, you know, rapping is an art. You supposed to, you know, do it because you know for the culture you love it. But, yeah. But if, if it's a promoter has to pay for the venue. Yeah. Say so like, 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 like you know. It, and like rappers don't want to sell tickets. Well, rappers, I'm about to rappers say, don't want to sell they tickets. Don't sell, like, yeah. They need see. This is the problem. The rappers have to sell tickets because the rappers don't have a name. Right. So listen. See what I'm saying? If one that's time I why. did a show and gave rappers the most best opportunity ever, I said, you know what? I don't want you just to like sell sell tickets just to get your money back. I'm going to double the tickets for you to flip your money. Oh, like, shit. Bro, yeah. And, 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 and they, you bring they were still giving it away. Oh shit! So you're giving them away. You're not giving them away. What's that like? This? Well, that, that, that's a dumbass nigga. Yeah, that's gave, a dumbass nigga. Yeah, but I gave you y'all opportunity. Look, to which play. I understand from the promoter's point of view. You, don't don't get me wrong for what I'm saying. Because from the promoter's point of view, man, I'm putting niggas in the show. You ain't got no name. You ain't gonna bring nobody in here. How you gonna? Who you gonna bring? Your homeboy, maybe uh, uh, your partner, your See, girlfriend. If it's my thing, if you got a name, you shouldn't be on the showcase. Not exactly. So if you, you got a name. But see, see, the game. The problem is, it's social media or not. So you can have a name and and you and you not have a real physical you know, fan brace. See, that's so it's like you come there with a name and zero people show up. I was with. just about to tell you about that. See, the way they do shit nowadays, oh my God, 
It's almost like fluff. It might not be fluff because some of the shit is real online. You know what I mean? Niggas have got real followers and all that shit, right? But at the same time, those real followers online might not be the real niggas that gonna come to the shows, nigga. Oh, you got real followers? And they don't, like, you know, don't download your songs. Exactly. Bro. So, Man, like, look, you have, you can, like, it, it, it I got plenty up. of those. It don't add up. Dude, let me tell you something. Me, myself, I got plenty of followers right now who don't really download my music and shit. Or, but then I got plenty of people who are casual fans who stumble across my music and download my music. And it's not the people who already follow me. You dig what I'm saying? So that's why I'm like, with, with that online shit, it could... If you get your head into that and thinking that that's the answer, you're going to fuck up. Because the street, there's nothing better than having your name physically out here. If you're in the street and you got stickers and shit in your, and posters and shit everywhere, man, that's, to me that's better than... When I go to a city and I see a whole bunch of artists' um, posters and shit on, on walls and shit, yeah. I want to know who them niggas is. I was like, them niggas must be out here hustling. Who did? You know, these niggas out here, you know, they must be something. They're investing in their craft. They're out here. When I don't see that, I kind of think that city don't have a hip-hop scene or a rap scene. You feel me? Um, when I went to L.A., I thought L.A. was kind of interesting on that, on that sentiment. Because when I was out there for the BET Awards, I didn't see any rap hustlers. Like, all right, when you go to, uh, I, I did the BET Awards last year in, in Atlanta. I performed at a venue for the BET Awards. They had me at a, um, some little club around the venue where they was performing, right? Um, but you had so much shit happening in the city. The city was so packed and a buzz right. for that. You had so many niggas out there handing out flyers. Yeah, but Atlanta and, and right shit. now is hip hop. Like, yeah, you gonna go there and see some folks. So you go there, you go there to hustle too. That would have been rap hustle. If the real marketing people for hip hop is living in Atlanta, yeah. like like Wendy did. Exactly. Wendy well, did. Well, all the and all like, rapper Jigga in the autumn. Say like that. It's a trip. It's a trip scene to me. Like right now, in Atlanta, because the everybody looking for that next. Superstar, and I'm like, it don't really happen like. Why gonna say Atlanta look for that? Cause like, well, the A and R's. Hey, but Atlanta has the power to create. They they can create it, right? I seen it do it. Like, oh, they do it. Like, I know, like, like I remember talking to people, like DJs and A and R's in Atlanta, like for a few years, and they kind of knew Two Chainz was about to be next. Mm -hmm. Like, but they know. And like, soon as he got out of the situation of when he got out of, they kind of promoted like, well. Well, everybody like they got the power to keep him running in the strip club. Say like this, like two chains. When he was Titty Boy, right? Right. Uh, he with the group and shit. He already Play know. He already know. He's networking, bro. He done networking with so many niggas in the game by then. He done like, you know what? Fuck this. I can do this shit by myself. Independently. Yeah, I'ma change my name. I can do this yada yada. Man, fuck man. Let me get out this fucking deal with Luda. And shit, let me do this shit myself. And let me, while I'm getting out my deal with Luda, you know, it's like quitting a job, bro. When you get ready to quit a job, you don't just quit that job and then go look for another job. Nah, when I get ready to quit this job, I'm already working for the other company that I'm working for. I'm just, you know, waiting for that check so I don't miss a check or whatever. You know what I mean? That the money is still, everything is consistent. Um, I, I jacked 2 chains. 2 chains is one of my... Um, I'm a, one of his biggest fans. That, for a dude to recreate himself, um, 
become a, a big star, make as much money as he did, and understand the art of marketing and and what it takes to blow your record up and blow yourself up as, as an artist and branding yourself. You know what I mean? Um, and Atlanta dude, man, look, you know, two chains in them on the block. Two chains got like what he got that club Essos and the his little tattoo shop, uh, a little uh, barber shop and shit. I jocked that shit. Then you got T.I., he owned the motherfucking, uh, uh, the Trap House Museum and the Trap House Cafe. He owned that fucking block. Man, that's gangster. I, that's what I like to say. I like to see, you know, our niggas who got that money, you know, buy the fucking city, nigga. You know, like fucking, uh, uh what his name? Like, uh, uh, uh <laughs> your boy from Texas said, he said, you trying to buy a necklace. I'm trying to buy Texas, nigga. Fuck. You heard what I said? You trying to buy a necklace. I'm trying to buy a Texas. If you're going to be here, huh? Mm-hmm. So, tell the world, actually, I'm like, what's next for you? Oh, uh, dude. I'm working on um on this fucking movie thing uh, and a little documentary, The Mighty Temptations. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful thing, you know what I mean? Uh, it started with me and Tim Smooth, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just finishing out the vision for him. Um, doing that, I'm doing the uh, the Prince of Pimp Hop album, super dope shit. Uh, a DJ and a rapper, nigga, scratching and shit, nigga. You know what I mean, nigga? When the last time you had scratching in your fucking songs, nigga? That matter, nigga. Beats, nigga. SB12 beats, nigga. Drums, nigga. Yeah, bringing all that shit back, nigga. Shit that makes fucking sense, nigga. Shit that bang. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know. So um, yeah, you got some shit coming, bro. I'm fucking with this dude out of fucking Austin, Texas. My dude, True Lyrics, Gerald G, Lane, Amazing. My nigga, Big Six and Big Bump. You know what I mean? We're getting down on some shit with addictive music. Gotcha. And also, last but not least, tell the world. I mean, what can they find you on social media and everywhere? Look, you can follow me on Instagram at the Junior Mac. The T H E J R M A C K, or you could go follow me, subscribe to my YouTube at the official Junior Mac, or you go to my website, Prince Junior Mac You get all my information. People who trying to book shows, trying to book me, get at me, features, whatever the fuck. You can go to that website, get at a nigga. All right, we done. Boom.